Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Blood, Sweat, and Fears podcast. We are approaching the new year as of now when this episode comes out. We're recording them beforehand, but fuck it. I'm just trying to seem like uh, like I know what I'm doing. I don't really know what I'm doing. It's Christmas season, and I've just got back from Christmas shopping. I'm joined once again by Alan Jay. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. My voice is almost back, and my set at Hot Water is on YouTube, and one of the comments said the word gay four times. <laughs> i've seen the comments the hot water comedy club comments can be quite brutal but uh don't don't beat yourself up about it mate oh i'm not i don't care good <laughs> <laughs> and uh joining us today we have one of the most fabulous mustaches in the scottish comedy scene a very good friend great comedian please welcome chris thorburn thank you for having me <laughs> ah, so good to have you here man like uh, i know you're a massive movie buff you've got a show coming out at glasgow comedy festival all about movies so uh mm. It was only a matter of time before we got you on this podcast, man. Welcome, welcome to the madness. <laughs> Cheers for having us. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm lucky. Like, managed to get in like early. Like, you know, when there's still like good classics still to be like, you know, like, we'll, we'll give it like a couple of years. But when we're like scraping the barrel of like, okay, 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 who wants to do Piranha Two? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've generally, uh, we've actually, ch- I've chatted about this with Amanda yesterday when we were gigging at Material Material Girl slash Guy because it was a guy's one. Huh. Uh, but because uh, we got we're getting her in for um it hopefully chapter one and then she was just like i chapter two is shite it's gonna be so hard for us to find someone for it chapter two for this podcast oh man like that yeah i because I, I love that first it. It, it 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 was like i was like this is really good this is like you, you've made a horror film that feels like an event again it's got like it's it it feels like you know like old school it feels like old school spielberg where all at the same time you know it managed to get all the balance just right and then that second one just absolutely fucked it yeah yeah although there is a nice reference in it chapter two to the movie that we're doing today because uh bill hader at one point looks at the uh eddie head and goes you gotta be fucking kidding because we're talking about john carpenter's the thing which every time i watch this movie i always say to myself why do I not watch this more often? Because it's just fucking perfect. And this is your first time, Alan, seeing this movie. So when I see a lot of films from like the 80s, 90s, a lot of the time it's kind of like, I can see why this was really great, but t- time's kind of, you know, dumbed up and oh, this was excellent. It reminded me of like that same experience when I saw The Matrix, mm-hmm. just kind of expecting it to be like, yeah, this was cool for the time, but and, oh, I was mesmerized. I barely have any notes because I was just like, wow. This is just so yeah, I fucking, it was fucking good. great. Uh, and uh, Chris, uh, what about what about you? Like, uh, what do you like about the thing? I mean, uh, like, so I th- I think if, if from from my money, it's probably john carpenter's masterpiece and that's like a, and that's like a difficult thing to say because you, you know like he's one of those directors that you've got like a handful of i mean like you know i, I know folk love halloween halloween's obviously great but um i don't know i just think like it manages to it manages to like be like this big wild gross special effects spectacle kind of thing while at the same time being really like I don't know, like, it, 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 it's it got a bleak nihilism to it, it and it's so, it, it it's so kind of just, what's the word, I'm, it's, it's just really, like, pared down, like, just, just 
it's not fucking about it's it's just yeah as as you say every time you watch it you're like god damn it like why why, why don't i watch this more often you <laughs> sounded like me trying to tell someone about spider-man 2 yeah <laughs> like, yeah because yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've uh i've not just uh seen this song i actually i went and did some bit of extra research for this so yesterday i listened to an audiobook of the novella that is based on uh, right. who goes there by yeah. uh john something i can't remember the guy's name all i know is that he was a writer in the 30s and 40s who was probably racist and it, ma- <laughs> it makes uh makes a lot of sense because this is very clearly lovecraftian influenced by uh-huh. how the monster looks who was also a massive fucking racist yeah do you know what his cat was called yes and we're not going to repeat it we're on not, this podcast but you can look it up <laughs> yeah uh hb lovecraft was not a nice man and also uh this is this might be a little bit of a hot take but i think all of the work that has been adapted from lovecraft's works but changed has all been better than any of his original work because i've Mm -hmm. read some of his novels and everyone always like uh they just raise lovecraft as this great guy because he describes uh monsters as like being like oh you can't even describe it what a way to get out of <laughs> describing your monster, you fucking hack. <laughs> hack P. Lovecraft. Yeah, I'm fucking coming for you. Like John W. Campbell, and it came out in 1938. <clears throat> yeah, like the golden age of sci-fi. So like a lot of big sci-fi novellas came out around that. I think I was like when uh, War of the Worlds was really big, uh, fucking Day of the Earth Stood Still and Invasion of the Body Snatchers, they were all big around this time. And the thing... What I love, you don't only get just the really great creature design, but the intense paranoia you feel almost, Mm -hmm. I think, elevates it beyond just being like a creature feature. Mm -hmm. And isolation in horror, I think it's one of the hardest things to pull off. But see, when you do it really well, it's one of the most frightening things you can imagine. Like, that's why The Shining works. That's why, like, Alien works and why this works. Although, if we're comparing this to Alien, I think this movie's more along the lines of Aliens. It's got that kind of Mm -hmm. action-y vibe to it as well like uh, did any of you buy any you probably wouldn't have but uh did you play the uh ps2 game of this movie oh you know i never did like i i because i've heard I, i've heard really good things about it but I, yeah I, I never played it back at the time like, it's just like a resident evil clone it's class yeah. <laughs> and like i know you've played resident evil this has got a lot of vibes yeah, like that's what i was gonna evil say game. i feel like the resident evil have you played many of the resident evil games i played the first couple back in the day I, I feel like a lot of the monster design when they become big blobs is probably very inspired by the thing yeah like all these gross things with the eyeballs and the fucking dog heads mm-hmm. oh yeah and another one there we got a Knock one out for the dogs. We lost a lot of dogs in this movie. Let's not say knock one out for the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Pour one out for the dogs. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It's been a Listen, long we day, all man. mourn in our own ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like uh, I remember the first scene of the novella being like very and just gets you right into like how the spaceship crashing on Earth. But the movie doesn't open like that. You just see a, a husky enjoying itself running across the snow being chased by a gunship Mm -hmm. i mean imagine that scene but edited to the benny hill soundtrack (laughs) (laughs) well not pretty husky huskies are the best dogs are you you guys dog fans yeah i got a dog yeah Yeah, what's your dog's breed Uh, so i got springer spaniel uh yeah like so so not um yeah not not scary or intimidating or anything (laughs) (laughs) um do you know if you hit a pug on the head, its eyes can fall out? I didn't know that, no. Did you know that? No. <laughs> Completely irrelevant. Um, no, I've never had a dog. Um, I've always wanted one of those wee Japanese ones. The uh, Is it a Nikita, a Shiba? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are absolutely bloody adorable. Yeah. 
The, the, the one from the meme, the one so... Yeah, 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 that, that one. one. <laughs> that cutie. I forget the question, but yeah, dogs, man. Yeah. yeah. And uh, something I do love about this, setting character up really early on, you can tell like the sort of mindset of all these guys hanging out in this Antarctic base when you see Kurt Russell's character lose a game of chess to a computer and he just pours whiskey <laughs> down it. <laughs> I mean, if I wouldn't do... I mean, I get it. Like, uh, Sekiro and fucking Demon Souls are quite hard games. If you think I'm pouring whiskey on my PS5 that right. I had to queue in a Sony queue to get you're fucking mad you've never broken a controller or anything no no because controllers are expensive <laughs> and I don't want to have to go up to my mum and be like mum the controller's broken it's like what did you do with it oh yeah we were playing Mortal Kombat again there was a Japanese kid online he was just so good at playing it and the, we've got another controller lost oh. oh god nothing will frustrate me more than having to play Mortal Kombat against people who are like fucking trained in playing Mortal Kombat I think I'm usually pretty good at it. And then this one guy just like one kills me while playing a Shao Kahn. I'm like, fuck this. That's why I prefer the horror versions of the Mortal Kombat. They've got a lot of like uh, horror killers in those now. If they got the thing in there, that would be fucking class. Uh, (laughs) What version would you pick? Or would it be that kind of cop-it one that just imitates all the other ones, but they just look extra gross? Yeah, I feel like all the imitations would be like special moves. Those would be the fatalities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so like who, who who like who do they currently have now in mortal Kombat? Like, uh they've got they've had jason leatherface uh the alien predator there's rumors of ghostface for the new one nice. i would love for them to get chucky or pennywise as well like pennywise would fit right in a fucking mortal Kombat game mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> i thought you, I, I know you, the human centipede is not <laughs> I don't want to know what its fucking fatality would be. Just give you all of the roster nah. of characters and just kind of leading them around on a wee leash. Feed her. <laughs> yeah, instead of finish her, it'd be feed her. <laughs> oh. You've seen it, haven't you? Because I remember the first time we spoke to you, you said it's not that good. The human centipede? Yeah, yeah, the first time we met, and you were like, okay, well, this was a human centipede, where do you stand? <laughs> like, are you... I'm wondering how many times I've met someone for the first time and I've been like so human centipede <laughs> see if the thing tried to imitate you Alan I think we'd know right away it would just be hitting out with all the human centipede facts <laughs> it'd be like a chat GPT thing yeah. trying to write all the human centipede fan fiction yeah. well I, I did do that once on that train and I said give me a human centipede joke in the style of Uncle Roger but yeah don't probably can't say <laughs> I think it would have a hard time uh, imitating you though Chris because it would be really hard to imitate how good that mustache looks <laughs> the minute we see like a fleck of something that doesn't look quite right we know that's not as groomed as Chris's mustache <laughs> it's just me or does Kurt Russell kind of look like you put a beard on a baby <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking that when I saw him because he's got those lovely wee blue eyes and he looks like it's a wee baby face but then he's just got this big luscious hair and this amazing beard and it's like you look like a filter yeah <laughs> like it's clear like he's he's tried to you know play against like type letting that one like you know like try to tone down the charm and everything and he's got like you know and like like grow the facial hair look gruff but I he's he's, he's got just like those perfect like blue eyes yeah. and like the perfect skin. You're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> like so flawless. <laughs> you know what? If I had a list of top 50 actors that I would uh, get busy with, Kurt Russell, I think is definitely top five. He is a handsome man. And, like, he looks good for his age now. Like I mind when he was um, the villain in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He still looks great. Yeah, yeah. I find it interesting that you said being the top five, but you said if you would do a top 50 list, which means you have already thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the other 49? 
Oh, of actors. That, that's a special episode. That's a special <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Just load up the instrumental to We Didn't Start the Fire and go. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Top 50 horror killers that I would happily spend a night with. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, like, where would the human centipede doctor be? Um, 51. <laughs> <laughs> He's not making the list. I think Billy Loomis would be number one. I don't know if The Thing would make it on there. I mean, technically, The Thing can be all of them, so that could create some great foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to shag the thing from John Carpenter's The Thing. Just going to put that out as a disclaimer. <laughs> Depends who it's imitating. Hey, if it's imitating fucking Dane DeHaan, I'll be all over that. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, thing I need to mention, just because we can get in, an Eo Marconi's score for this film mm. is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, and and so I, I could have this wrong, but like, I, I, I'm sure like there was a whole draft that like went out the, out, out the window, like, because they wanted something a bit more pared down. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, like I imagine it's um him looking at John Williams' theme from Jaws, like, mm-hmm. oh, that's two notes. I'm going to get them scared with just one note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think the score, like the central theme, like the sort of, boom boom thing mm. it's almost like to me it feels like a heartbeat that's trying to mimic a human but doesn't sound quite right, right yeah which very in line with what the monster in this movie is doing it's like, did you read about that or is that just something no i I, I i i'm smart that's like, very astute yeah, yeah, observation yeah, yeah. I, I used to study music i know so, but wow <laughs> Yeah, I, may, I don't think many people would have picked up, picked up on that. Go Dean. I have, uh, I spent a lot of weekends not without any friends just <laughs> listening to oh. music scores and watching movies. I had a lot of time to think about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, because like the things, it's not a horror film I've watched a lot, but every mm. time I do, I always notice something new with it. Mm. So like, um, I feel like it's one of those things that's got great rewatchability value because you're almost looking back and seeing like, oh, who's acting a little bit weird? Who's, uh, who's the monster mm. in this scene? And like, this movie also launched a ton of parodies, like that thing they do with oh, the yeah. blood and mm-hmm. like heating it up. I've seen that on South Park. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that on Family Guy, The Aye. Simpsons. And stuff. <laughs> do you guys know someone called Lee Hardcastle on YouTube? Does mm. these amazing like stop motion claymation stuff? And did, did did the one with Pingu? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> also, did another thing parody with Frozen as well. Oh, nice. Um, I can't remember what's the name of the old guy. He's like, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. I don't know the character's name, but he uh, he stood out on my watch for this tonight. Oh, that is, I have watched that clip about a thousand times on YouTube before. I've actually seen the film, so I love that thing so fucking much. <laughs> In context of the movie, did it make you laugh, or were you like, yeah, I get you? They made me laugh. Let it out, King. because yeah. uh, like the gradual sort of transformation of this monster, you don't even really get an idea of what it is. You just mm. know it's a it's an alien. And for the longest time, because this movie has that poster of like the fucking diver looking guy, yeah, I I, I thought it was gonna be like a Scooby Doo thing. Like remember that fucking Captain Cutler's ghost from Scooby Doo? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was gonna be a monster that looked like that. Uh-huh. And I think it is that in the 50s one, The Thing from Another World, because this is a remake mm-hmm. of uh, oh. that movie. But apparently oh. in that one, they took out a lot of the paranoia stuff and it was just like one dude playing a big alien monster who was uh, just chasing after all of them. Apparently the most dangerous film that was ever made because 
this is the 50s they don't have cgi they're throwing a lot of like fire on this mm. uh, stuntman and then they're just pouring live gasoline on him to make the fire worse. <laughs> and you can actually see the fear in the actor's eyes as he just runs out to the snow to put it out <laughs> you could not get away with that nowadays no <laughs> you also couldn't get away with making a new thing movie nowadays because i saw that prequel back in 2011 it was not good <laughs> no and it's that that came like at a weird point because you that was that was sort of like a handover between like I, th I think like right about that time you had other films like um they did they did like that remake of total recall that nobody remembers with like colin farrell all i remember is brian cranston was the villain in it yeah 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 and it's it, it's like t taking all these like and like sort of like remaking them kind of like oh no no this ain't your daddy's total recall or something like that but then like then yeah like you felt like the sort of tide turning like a little shortly bit, bit after like that thing remake it would it would you'd get to a point where it's now the the the, the legacy sequel the reboot where it's like you know oh don't worry, we're doing this proper this is for the fans we're going to do this correctly and um that thing movie is trying to sort of live in both worlds because it's like okay it's sort of a prequel and remake of it but um and it's a bad idea but the guy making it clearly has a lot of love for the original and wants to do it right and um you can see on youtube there's like um special effects uh trials of like animatronics and like prosthetics that they used that the studio then went over like with a bunch of like cgi and stuff like um but like it, it, so the, like the film that they got was an absolute mess and i i i, I don't think it's a good idea because you're not going to top the thing but like it was clearly somebody trying to do right by it but i just think yeah, yeah you, you you can't really you can't match it you know uh, that guy got his own kind of release the snyder cut thing during 2020 they all Did want it? to release the director's cut of his thing prequel yeah, yeah but because no one remembers it it didn't get the media coverage that the snyder no. cut a justice league cut no what's the setup for the prequel is that like before it got frozen like, i think it's like the norwegian um camp that's like oh. uh, chasing the dog in the beginning is no. it norwegian yeah. i don't know if it's a norwegian no i think there's some norwegian dialogue but i've I, I don't know. I saw it when I was thirteen. Yeah, you've still got um, like Mary Elizabeth Winstead's mm. like a uh, part of the crew, and um, and uh, Joel Edgerton, I think. Aye, yeah. aye, aye, aye. So not very Norwegian. No, not very <laughs> no, Norwegian. No. No. I always thought the two thousand eleven one was the remake of well, the eighties one, but the. The 80s one is a remake of something from the 50s then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's an adaptation yeah. of the novella from the 30s. Ah, yeah. And, and like, the, the 2011 one is sort of, as you say, trying try, try to have its cake and eat it too. Like, it's technically a prequel, but it's called The Thing. Uh, it's being marketed at, to people who have never mm. seen The Thing. You know, like, it's, it's, it is, is for all intents and mm. purposes, a remake as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. um, and it came out at a wrong time as well because 2010's horror was very focused on the found footage element no sure yeah like, although a found footage version of the thing i would watch that's an angle yeah like <laughs> <sighs> i miss found footage horror i think it's due a renaissance what the, the 2011 one no no the um found footage genre yeah i reckon there's a couple of things that uh could definitely work in found footage like i was saying to you on the gremlins episode imagine like a found footage gremlins film where in the third act the gremlins get a hold of the camera yeah that'd be cool yeah <laughs> like, you can use the medium well it's just like people relied on it too much for uh, yeah. aesthetic rather than mm. like actually using the found footage as an element for the story mm. like it really works for blair witch project and like mm. chronicle and uh paranormal activity but then when everyone's just doing it because people are doing found footage that's yeah. when the genre like gets oversaturated and then 
breaks out and like you see that a lot now with like there's a lot of movies that are trying to do the get out formula uh-huh. and not doing it very well i i um did you ever see dash cam no what's that yes oh like it's i i really liked it it's very it, it was very divisive and i completely get why it's a it's the same director that did host uh the sort of uh zoom lockdown uh shudder like movie yeah uh, yeah i do remember that uh, and this was like person's follow-up and um and it was qu- quite shortly after it because again it's still very much like set in like covid world um i, th- I thought it was great it's like again found footage um like some folk hated it because like the main character is really annoying and unlikable but i, I it worked for me um yeah it, it it's a really good use of like uh found footage because um because you you do always like face that thing with like a lot of found footage films of and and chronicle gets around it really well of just like after a certain point why the fuck do you still have the camera put the camera down you know like whereas chronicle it's just like oh he likes the attention and also they can they can make things like levitate so you don't need to worry about who's carrying it so mm-hmm. you're kind of able to go for a more traditional camera like it by that third act but i it's it's but no like a found footage version of the thing that would be good yeah i was very surprised because i i volunteer in the glasgow film theater which is known for being quite kind of posher more indie films so i was surprised they showed dash cam and there was a couple of times I just saw people coming out like, what a lot of shite. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it though, but yeah, yeah, the, the main girl is very kind of like one of those kind of stereotypical right wing Trump persons. Um, and it turns out she's exactly like that. that life. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, because you're like, who is this actress? She's doing this. Oh, she's really like yeah. this. That makes it even more interesting. Uh, yeah. Her next movie is going to be with the Daily Wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, sweet we strike Jack. I saw a trailer for a Daily Wire film yesterday, and it looked fucking garbage. Oh, the basketball one, Lady Ballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Nothing like this happens nah. in women's sports. You fucking idiot. And Ben Shapiro just looks like a little fucking dweeb, and I want to punch him. In oh, the was that face. the film co- company he started? Yeah. yeah. I don't think they've ever had like a good film. Like yeah. it's ugh, Ben Shapiro. Can you just fuck off? <laughs> Would it be wild if they made a really good one though? And like you know, just like <laughs> guys. Oh, I mean, like like this one's got no politics in it. It's <laughs> it's just a car chase movie, and it's really fucking good. Ben like, Shapiro's <laughs> the thing would be more in line with the novella's actual views, like the author has. Because <laughs> I did read a thing that apparently the uh, guy who wrote the novel he really loved the idea of segregation. Like he wrote essays and shit on it. Oh man, <laughs> that's. Yeah. I mean, it's like as you said, that kind of classic sci-fi paranoia kind of thing. Like they live amongst <laughs> us. Oh, we don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like, uh, but you can sort of the paranoia for this is what really makes it work. Like, if this was just a creature feature, it might it might have gotten forgotten. But I think that's what's made it stand the test of time because you see a lot of because um, mixing the who done it element with a monster movie has never really been done before this. Mm-hmm. And like, even with the fifties one, kind of losing the who done it thing altogether, like. I don't know if there's been many imitators of the thing. Really. You've articulated, I think, a big reason that I liked it because it does kind of you're kind of like, oh, who could it possibly be? But it's also not like a who done it as well. It's like it's like who one is of the now? monsters is the person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a sort of like you know body horror take on like Agatha Christie kind of shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. Well, yeah. So, so, so I'm trying to think like. Because yeah, it's 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 got that paranoia kind of element to it, like you know, like the kind of if you talk about like you know, like 
any any imitators i'm trying to think no big ones i mean like you've got like there's that episode in like season one of the x-files that is very yeah, like it's the thing yeah very and much. like it's just oh yeah we were very much inspired by the thing and it was just like yeah well it's you, just the you, x-files doing the thing yeah you kind of ripped it off like because david Duchovny's even trying to be like kurt russell in it like. yeah <laughs> and this is like at a period where like you know because because the the thing wasn't actually a huge success and no, so like it was like a while panned like, yeah it came out that like that blew my mind like because the idea it's not even like it was divisive it was just slated and it's i i, I can't understand why because like it's not one it's not like john carpenter's come out of nowhere this is already the john carpenter that's had a great career so far made halloween made like made all these classic films like we're right about the same kind of period where david cronenberg's doing the fly and people are loving that what i don't understand what turned people off this film so much mm. it's not even that it's not even that it like did badly at the box office the critics just fucking savaged it like well it also came out the same time as et so like you've got this really nice friendly alien movie in the cinemas now and uh, then you've got this fucking thing yeah, that, that might have been one of the things that put people off because they wanted a nice wee happy friendly alien and drag and instead they got fucking this. hentai yeah because <laughs> <laughs> like i have i have a hard time with one scene in this because like i want to look away but also i can't because it's so well crafted but when it's just still the dog and it's assimilating the other huskies mm. in the kennel and uh. you see all the dogs getting freaked out and trying to escape uh-huh such a well done scene like Aye. it's so suspense like credit to those dog actors they convinced me yeah. <laughs> they should have a dog category at the oscars just for those dogs well, one thing i remember reading about this film a very long time ago was that um the creature isn't actually evil it's just kind of scared yeah just and trying to survive and i was kind of trying to keep that in mind the more i watched it yeah. like because the dog does seem quite scared you know and it's just if i woke up and there was five angry men surrounding me and i was just there on my back i would also be terrified yeah <laughs> you're doing that thing with your eyes again alan <laughs> this is just exactly what our friendship is honestly <laughs> uh, like, do you guys reckon you would do you reckon you would keep your cool if you were in a position like this if you were an antarctic scientist you reckon? no You'd handle yourself all right? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Wait, wait, what do you say? Wait, in this hypothetical situation, has a thing even been introduced oh, yeah, yet? A, yeah, there's a thing coming in. Oh, okay, We'll right. pretend it's like a new comedian who's just caught off the fucking circuits coming right, in. Right, right, right. Cool, because, like, I will Stealing be... all our jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest, like, were you watching it this time before any of the bad shit goes down? I'm looking at the setup and I'm like, this is pretty fucking sweet you know like that the, like they've got a chess computer they've got a pool table they've got cards they've got a bar they're just you know smoking fat dubs all day like you know like you know, like drinking whiskey out of the bottle not thinking about tomorrow you know like it's it's, it's like oh i would not want to encounter that monster while high <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I took an edible when i was hanging out with uh darren and that uh, after one of his gigs and Rass. i think i think i convinced myself that the dinosaurs were coming back and we all had to prep ourselves for it <laughs> i just get i just spout utter nonsense when i'm high right it's fucking hilarious <laughs> i've seen what you're like when you're high as well and it's quite funny sick yeah i i took an edible the night before we recorded in here and i had to watch tusk 
Tusk. And oh, no, uh, Tusk. Yeah, <laughs> I got like 20 quid worth of McDonald's and my brain wasn't telling me that I was full and then I just came in and I was like, don't puke, don't puke, don't puke. <laughs> so yeah, go watch the Tusk episode again and have fun with that. Because <laughs> we got both you and Daniel on that and Daniel mm. already sounds like he's high when he's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy, but... Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, there's other stuff I need to mention before we get the true or false, but like there's so many good things in this, it's like I don't know which one to go for. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. The, um, the final battle with it, because uh, you sent this guy Blair away, who mm-hmm. you don't quite know if he's just gone a little bit stir crazy or if he's the thing as well. No. And it's just like building this UFO to get home. No. Yeah. No. What the fuck was that? I was like, aliens? No, <laughs> I was like, did the thing come here in a UFO? But no, it's just some wee crazy guys just trying to get away. <laughs> uh, it's like, it has all those like weird action one-liners that I really dig in like 80s movies as well. Like yeah. it just roaring at Kurt Russell and him being like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> like that guy is just so effortlessly cool. Oh, we should yeah. all aspire to be a bit uh, more like Kurt Russell. Those cute little eyes. <laughs> going back to like the critical reception, are there any like films that have been panned in the past like couple of years you think are going to get a critical reevaluation? Not necessarily like, panned, but I remember when Crimson Peak came out, it wasn't very well received, and mm. I thought it was fucking genius when yeah. I saw it. Yeah, uh, mm. that might get a reappraisal soon. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, any you can think of? I don't know because, like, I feel like I, I, I feel like folk are a bit more savvy now. Like they, like they've got what well, critics are anyway. Like in, in, in terms of, yeah, you never really see a film get properly misunderstood mm. or something like the way that. I'm just, Ang Lee's Hulk. Yeah, I think that's like the best version of the Hulk there's ever mm. been on film. <laughs> not in terms of how he looks but in like the way the hulk is as a character yeah like it, and also like i don't know you're so used to like superhero films being incredibly safe these days like mm-hmm. and like i've seen the marvels as well chris yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there you've got a film it's making a lot of choices are they all good who fucking cares <laughs> like, <laughs> like all the ideas are on screen and yeah I'm, like take me back yeah <laughs> i, I miss when uh, films had that ability to just like throw really massive ideas out that weren't sanitized by a focus group sure yeah. mm-hmm. i can imagine a focus group watching this and being like oh do we really need all of the body horror mm-hmm. like they would take that scene out where he's trying to defibrillate the guy and then it turns into a giant mouth oh my which God. is so fucking cool uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to start talking about the really gruesome stuff in this film like uh, holy shit i was not expecting that i thought maybe like defibrillate and maybe go like Bleh! i did not think his arms were going to go inside his fucking belly and get them bit uh, oh, uh, the way it just keeps surprising you with how fucking gruesome it is and it's uh it goes so gruesome and gross but it never feels like it's too much or that it's being disgusting for the sake of it yeah it, like yeah, cronenberg can spot. be a bit guilty of that like i love the fly but there are elements of that where i feel like he's going over the top with the gore sure yeah because like if have you seen the original fly like the vincent price oh yeah, yeah where yeah. it's just like a shitty costume <laughs> and then now uh, with jeff goldblum it's just like fucking oh yeah his nails are falling off he's fully transforming into a fly mm-hmm. and cronenberg got a little bit carried away at some points i'd still love that movie movie but mm. that exists but with the thing i do feel there's a right balance with it mm. like it's just gross enough just scary enough and just cool enough mm. like uh, no no no, no. Only was, one thing we spoke about recently was i find the stuff that really gets me wincing is the things that i could find relatable mm. so for all the gross stuff that happens in this film the bit that really made me uncomfortable was when he's slicing the thumbs oh yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh. scalpels i don't like uh, like okay. if i have to ever get skit stitches i'm terrified mm. <laughs> <laughs> well i it's 
it's similar to like I forget which of the Jackass movies it is, but like they've been through so much, they've done so much wild, wild shit, and still the worst that the audience responds to is just when they're giving each other paper cuts. Because yeah. you know a paper cut. Oh, <laughs> it's so wild. They are just in a room with a sheet of paper passed around, and oh. it's like the hardest bit to watch. Mm. <laughs> I feel like that's the reason a lot of companies have decided to go paperless. It's not because they're trying <laughs> to be more environmentally friendly. It's paper cuts. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> working in an office and you're under a deadline, you're just getting <laughs> paper out and that, like, oh, so many paper cuts have been reported this week how do we crack down on this oh people think paper is environmentally bad Ooh, this will save us <laughs> oh someone should definitely make a movie about that but getting rid of paper not yeah and like i don't know there's a paper monster that keeps giving paper cuts to people <laughs> i can see that being like an snl sketch or something like oh, did you ever play those infamous games yes no. like uh, it's like big event everyone gets like power based on an element and then in um, the PS4 one second son, there's a fucking side mission where someone's power is literally paper like, <laughs> it just turns into it and flies around as a bunch of sticky notes <laughs> whose fucking idea was that I, I wouldn't mind that as a superpower like, yeah. uh, just can, I can fly people can draw stuff on me I can rub it out excellent mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not you're you not can defeat rocks yeah <laughs> <laughs> Why is he not a Fantastic Four villain? <laughs> just, like, <you> know, <laughs> just like, no, no, none of the rest of you, none of the rest of you. Just between me and Ben, me and Ben, you. <laughs> you know? Fuck Doctor Doom and the Mole Man. They've got paper. Man. <laughs> but, you know, oh, this is why, like, the thing, you know, like, <laughs> Big Room's just like this fucking guy again. You know? Oh yeah, who do you reckon would win in a fight? The thing from this movie or the thing from the Fantastic Four? <laughs> Is that the big rock man? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. The thing. But which which, which one? thing. <laughs> oh right. Uh, good question. Ben Grimm is the, the thing from the Fantastic Four, yeah. and this thing doesn't have a name. Should we give it a name? Fucking we'll Ben what? Ben Grimm is the one from Barely Fantastic Four. Oh for fuck's <laughs> sake! Oh, he's done it again. <laughs> he's done it again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See the doctor in this yeah. that they lock away because he's gone a bit fucking nuts. Yeah. What's with it? Like, was he planning on hanging himself? Because I noticed there was a noose. Like, did I miss something or was that for something else? Because, like, it was very low down. Yeah, I thought the like, same thing. I thought it might have been like, oh, that's just his, his next case scenario if they don't let him out. Because mm -hmm. think about it. If he's permanently, if they permanently think he's the thing, they're not letting him out of that. No. Mm. no. So it just shows you, like, the, the isolation and the cabin fever of the movie as mm -hmm. well. Like, uh, do you use. I always get this whenever I watch the, this movie, right? See if I could watch this, if I watch it in summer, I feel cold. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like my body responding to seeing all the snow in that, but Aye. that plus uh, Ennio Morricone's score and just how isolating it is, it, mm. very few movies can do that to you. Like I think mm. Jaws is the only one that's managed mm -hmm. to do it to me. Like when you feel dead, isolated with Quint and all that on mm. the boat, the thing also kind of like, I can tell it's because I think Jaws is the one that spawned a lot of imitators. Like sure. uh, Alien is Jaws in space. Yeah. Like uh, Halloween is Jaws in a suburb. The Thing is Jaws in Antarctica. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws has a lot to answer for, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoy watching things like this in winter. I find it so immersive. Uh -huh. um, 
Yeah, like it's a weird thing I found with me. Like mm. every winter, I love to play things or watch things that are set in those kind of cold wintry settings. Definitely. Like the <clears> last <throat> time I'd watched this was, uh, it was like either January or February of twenty twenty one, and so it was like, it was like the, the the novelty of lockdown had long worn off, and we were still in it, and uh, and we had that that big fucking blizzard. Like it was like pure snowy for like several days, and you know it's it's. You know, you're still in winter, like, you know, Christmas tree and lights are all gone. Like, it's just, it's bleak. And like, and you know, and, and you're like, right, I, I've got an appetite for it. I just want to, yeah, be watching like cold, snowy kind of mm. shit like that. Yeah. And that was kind of like the perfect time to watch it. Uh, the, the, a few years back, they did a screening of it at the at the ski slope at Brayhead as well. Mm -hmm. um, ah, you were telling me about this yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool as fuck, but also yeah, after a certain point, you were just like, yeah, I'm just fucking cold. <laughs> like, very good, very good. <laughs> and you can't have a nice fondue at that Antarctic base like they have in Breadhead. <laughs> or a hot chocolate. Yes, I know it's bougie, Alan, but I'm fucking going for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your Tory foods. Uh, also, fondue is overrated. It's just hot cheese and, like, vegetables and stuff. Like, I don't get why it's considered a bougie thing. Oh, I was thinking of fondant. I am fat. <laughs> <laughs> all right have we got any true and falses for this yes we do excellent uh, <clears throat> i'll say these and you just can guess if they're true or false okay. <clears throat> if i can get through a full sentence when asked why there were no women in the movie carpenter said the way men and women react to high stress situations are polar opposites we wanted to explore the specific ways in which 10 masculine men would handle being trapped together and having even one woman in the facility would have dramatically shifted the energy but he wouldn't elaborate further i think that's true that feels something like an 80s guy would say yeah that sounds like carpenter yeah. no bullshit i made it up <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> sorry john carpenter but think about it, like, if you, had, if you had women there, and they're like, oh, with no blood, what do we do? Oh, they'd... it's our time of the month, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they'd probably uh, solve it way faster than the guys as well. There wouldn't be as much, like, oh, I should be the leader stuff going around. <laughs> sure, yeah, they would yeah. solve it a lot quicker. Together. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Ridley Scott was originally approached to direct the film, but turned it down due to commitments on Blade Runner. I'll say yes to that, because Alien is also very similar to this movie. Probably doesn't want to repeat himself. Hmm. <laughs> Now I know that uh, I I know that Toby Hooper had like been with it for a while. Oh, that would have been way more bloody and gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let, let's say true. Oh, no, that was bullshit as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a lot <laughs> of falses today. Yeah. Although, like this one, it, it, that blew my mind. This came out the same weekend as Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. And both got panned. What the fuck were they smoking back yeah. then? <laughs> three. The film was banned in Finland. Do they have a lot of snow in Finland? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a reason it might be banned in Finland. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> oh, this is a misrepresentation of our country. Uh, I would say false. True. Um, that is true. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's banned in Finland. Couldn't like, really find why. But fucking get a grip, Finland. They like things in Finland. <laughs> of all the films he's made, John Carpenter has stated that this is his favourite. I'm going to say true. True? Yeah. That one is true. Oh. Yeah, because I mind him uh, really not enjoying his time making Halloween because they were forcing him to like get up at seven in the morning to film <laughs> a slasher. It's like, it's fucking seven o'clock in the morning. We're a bunch of kids. I haven't even had coffee yet. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> is one of those films I was talking about where I watched it and I was like, yeah, 
that this was amazing at the time, but you've seen the tropes just done over and over so many times. Or as I feel, like I it's the first of its kind, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and finally, the autopsy sound effects were achieved with paper towels soaked in egg yolks, which sounds like something you would eat. Go <laughs> <laughs> hey. have a protein. <laughs> Don't you judge my souffles, you. <laughs> I'm gonna say true for that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. That's true. That one was true. Yeah, yeah, because the, there's a lot of weird stuff they do in uh, sound yeah. systems. So you know when you hear rain in a movie now, mm-hmm. it's actually it's the sound of bacon frying. Oh, oh. yeah, that's how they create the effect yeah. for it. Yeah. Huh. You ever seen a film called Barbarian Sound Studio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, it's like smashing rules. watermelons and oh. stuff to get all the sound. Yeah, effects. the fucking the dude who played <clears throat> Dobby the Elf's in that, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. It looked very different if he was Toby Jones. That's the actor's name. Yeah, oh, was uh, he Arnim Zola in uh, Captain America oh. as well. Yeah, I'm surprised I never got a second one because you never actually find out if he gets his travel expenses. What's <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so, so what's the name of the old guy again who was tied to the couch? I can't. I can't remember the character's uh, name. Yeah, like the only characters' names I remember uh, are, are are McCready and Child. Like, yeah, because they're the only ones left at the Why end. Why would you call someone Windows? Oh yeah, Windows. <laughs> yeah, Windows. Yeah, I see w- right through you, Windows. <laughs> I know yeah. you're the thing. <laughs> God, that that felt like one of your puns, Alan. I hate myself now. <laughs> no, it's like they were shouting about windows and I'm like, what are they scared it's going to come through a window? And then it turns out, no, he's actually called windows. That to be fair, have you ever opened a window in like freezing winter? It's the worst. <laughs> My brother insists on doing it whenever he goes out for a smoke and I'm just fucking frozen in the living room. <laughs> William, do better, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, don't I feel like I feel like Windows was probably like you know way back at the start of their mission. You know it was an in joke from the first week, and they were just like, "Hey, he's it Windows," and now all the funds drained out of it. Like it's- Bill Gates actually financed the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because, uh, like, I think the ending of it is so bleak because mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you think they, they're fine, they've killed the monster. They've got a lot of fire to keep them warm, mm-hmm. to be fair. But just uh, McCready and Childs looking at each other like they don't know, is, is one of them the thing now? Mm-hmm. And it just ends on a really, really bleak note. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, like, I, I almost I want to see a sequel to this movie. So what, like, what, what direction would you want it to go in? Like, what would you want to see? I would love to see, like, maybe there's a remnant of the thing left over, almost like a Venom symbiote kind uh-huh. of thing, and maybe someone else is going to investigate it, like, maybe do a report on it or something. You could link into the whole, like, the whole YouTube thing of people trying to solve, like, conspiracies and stuff on uh, mm-hmm. the internet. Someone goes there, you see, like, the bodies of uh, McCready and Childs, but it turns out maybe none of them was the thing, and they both just killed each other out of fear. I do mm-hmm. love that, like, read, read for the end. That is, like, neither of them were the thing, but, like, the paranoia has just fucking killed them now. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, that cruel kind of... I love like just like uh, an ending that's just like got really ironic and cruel, like yeah, you know, like the, the one for the mist, like you know, like oh, I, yeah. I, I won't ruin that for anybody who hasn't seen it's it. But hilarious. It, it's so <laughs> like oh my god, oh like that's like I I love to recommend that film anyway, but like a large part of that is just down to that ending. Uh, like, have you seen the mist? No, not yet. It, like but, so, that'll no doubt come up on this oh, yeah, pod yeah, at we'll some point. Uh, it's it's just got very. I I love the ending. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but I swear I saw something else that was about assimilation recently, and it got me thinking about Akira. And then I saw this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't know if maybe there was some inspiration going on around there, but yeah. I know that quite like, possibly, yeah. <clears throat> just this started as a book, and I know Akira was a manga. I don't know what came first, but I think Akira was out in the nineties. I'm yeah. sure. Was it? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's probably just a case of like similar thought patterns, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But like, hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's, it shows just how influential this thing is. Like, there hasn't been, I think, a monster movie on this level, like ever since the thing came out. No, no. and it's I don't know. Like, I don't know if you could even get back to, um, like, because I mean, it's a great film anyway. But a large part of it is like this sort of special effects showcase and. I don't know if you could do that now because mm. you know they they certainly wouldn't let you do practical effects and just doing this on CGI like mm. it doesn't have the same draw to it. You're you're not like you look at the special effects in this and it doesn't even matter if they look realistic or not. You're transfixed to them. You're like, okay, how was that put together and how is this like? And and when it's not tangible, you don't really have that that element mm -hmm. to anymore. You know. Yeah. Right. Also, a good use of making a flamethrower a cool weapon. Oh yeah, I think it's the best use of a flamethrower in any movie. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Home Alone, but you've you've lost the list on that. <laughs> you're you're, not, you're the second on it, which also is set at winter. Oh god, Home Alone and the Thing. If that became one movie, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> be a lot better than that reboot that came out on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Just Kevin has to stop the Thing from entering his house. <laughs> 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 Like, you like, feel like you're in deep thought there, Alan. No, I completely forgot what I was going to say a minute ago. <laughs> what were we talking about before Home Alone? Uh, the uh, the special effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, do, does Hollywood think, like, the appetite for, like, realistic, like, special effects has died down? People I think it's more CGI a case of CGI's <clears throat> easier to do in post-production yeah. and, like, actually making animatronics and puppetry and special effects takes a lot of work yeah. that they'd rather not pay for. They'd rather use the budget to get big stars, which mm -hmm. I think is a problem that the MCU has had. Oh, yeah. They're spending yeah. all their money on getting, like, massive A-listers to be their villains and their supporting characters, mm -hmm. and they're forgetting about, like, the actual love of the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, considering... We're, we're now at a point where, like, you know, films, especially films like in Marvel, where, like, there are scenes that are shot on green screens and sound stages that, like and, and props are being cgi'd in props that don't need to be but it's just because that takes you away from like you, you then don't need to work with unions like and, and you don't need to pay like you know workers in that regard so that's that's to get fucking samuel jackson in a chair holding a gun in a regular room that's before we even mm. get into like shape-shifting aliens or anything like that like it's it's uh it's it's grim it's bleak <laughs> uh, there was a film that came out i think a year or two ago that was all practical effects called the mad god oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i've yeah, not yeah. seen that is that I, good i thought it was excellent um yeah. i got to see it on the big screen as well and it was yeah. just like beautiful um god what's his name again the the the, the, the animator that did it oh he worked on Star Wars, didn't he? He he, he was on Jurassic Park, I think. Uh, maybe was Star Wars as well. Similar, same company, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was directed by Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett, mm. yes. What yes. a great name. Yeah. <laughs> I that's because because there's that meme because like I think his credit on Jurassic Park is like dinosaur coordinator or something like that. And, like, there's the meme of like you had one job, Phil. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Mad God's really good. It's just, like wild claymation from like start to finish. Uh, bye. I because you see a lot of those movies try and get made now, and they usually struggle at the box office. Like there was a was that one Wes Anderson tried to do the dog one. I love dogs. Yeah. Oh, that that one was 
That's remember. his worst film. Sorry, <laughs> I, 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 I love Wes Anderson. I, I, I love his films so much. But yeah, like, I, I'd love to see a Wes Anderson version of the thing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, did you see? Um, it was years back now, but Saturday Night Live. It was, it was before Wes Anderson parodies had really become hack, and it was like it was Saturday Night Live did like a horror film directed by Wes Anderson, and it was great. Like it, it, it was uh, they like. It was the week that Edward Norton was hosting, but Edward Norton is playing Owen Wilson in the trailer. And, 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 <laughs> and like, they actually got Alec Baldwin to do the narration like he did in Royal Tenenbaums. <laughs> but, like, you, but uh, yeah, it's... it's and the, thing, and the thing is, like, you you look at that now and you're like, yeah, that's that's an A24 movie. <laughs> so, like, oh. Well, so uh, this is going to be quite hard for me because there's not really much in the way of kills in this but there are like really spectacular death scenes mm -hmm. and like yeah are so they really kills because if, if someone is the thing is the person actually dying well, well I, yes. I, assume, yeah. I think it has yeah. been killed yeah so yeah. Uh, i guess we'll go for like favorite use of the thing in the movie like what scene i just had a favorite kill I've got to go for the guy on the um, on the defibrillator. That's oh, yeah. just such a shocking moment. Well, like the guy who's getting defibrillated or the guy who gets his hands bitten off? The guy gets his hands bitten off. Mm. That's a really great death scene. Because mm. also he shoots a guy in the head who's not the thing and that just adds to the paranoia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he was kind of a dick and he was going for him anyway, so <laughs> mm -hmm. self-defense. Had a scalpel and I hate scalpels. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the head that comes off and then like sprouts legs. That's oh, that, that's just oh, oh god, oh, be fucking kidding! <laughs> oh, the Last of Us Two needed a moment like that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another one that's got all the big blob things as well. Yeah, because that's very influenced by Resident Evil. Yeah, uh, oh, I don't know. I like the 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 guy's head opens and then he grabs the other guy's head and then the fucking guy's just like yeah. swinging about. And it's like your feet on the roof, just getting flung. <sighs> Sweet, we've all picked different ones. Yeah. yeah. In the comments, you can oh, decide which really one good. is the best. <laughs> and uh, bring but, us on to the... So, oh, no, there's also the old guy who just gets his face fingered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, do you even see him die? Or is it just... Or is it just being assimilated? I think just being assimilated. Oh, that was disgusting. <laughs> uh, that's going to change things in the bedroom for you, Alan. I Because this is some thing role play. <laughs> I got my fist in my mouth one time, but I've never been able to do it since. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, so, um, how many big pumpkins are we going to give this? Uh, are you giving it? <clears throat> I feel like I've got to give it five big pumpkins because it's the perfect version of what it is. I don't get why it was critically panned in the 80s and it stood the test of time perfectly. Fucking 80s and your stupid haircuts and your stupid reviews. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Yeah, I'm giving it five. Five I love big it. pumpkins. <laughs> yes. Five big pumpkins. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> We finally have our first perfect score on Blood Sweat and Fears. Yes. This is a great day. <laughs> there is nothing wrong like about this movie that I can really think yeah. of. Like I don't know. It was like half three when I finished watching it, and I thought, "Oh, was that it?" When he like threw the dynamite at him, and I was like, "No, that was pretty epic." And then it was just that very, like you say, kind of was the word bleak. You for the, the bleak ending. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just amazing. Oh god, the lighting and the sets as well. I didn't even really get into that, but it's beautiful. Like, yeah, there, there's something about flares in the snow. That yeah, oh, it looks so oh. cool. It's amazing. Horror movies at wintertime are the fucking best. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh, I think that'll more or less wrap us up. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. This was great having you. Miss. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anything you wish to plug? Yeah, and what are your socials as well? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so I've got um, the Glasgow. By the time this episode comes out, the Glasgow Comedy Festival show will be uh, on sale. Uh, 
I'm doing my I'm doing my fringe show from last year. Uh, Cineman uh, jokes about films. Uh, we're doing the the, the GFT. Uh, so uh, yeah, like if you if you enjoy films, which I have to assume if you're listening to this podcast, you must do them. Yeah, like come along. Uh, you're doing uh, it at the GFT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How? Like is in. Oh, uh, Does like, that work? Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, we're just doing it like in in one of the screens because because it, it's like um, the the show uses a lot of projection, mm. like project screen anyway, and so yeah, like uh, we're... I'm gonna see if I can get the volunteer shift for that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Alan, uh, anything you want to plug besides our? Uh, I mean, we've got our show coming up at the Glasgow. Yes, we do. We well. have Scream Queens with Kyle Samuel. And that will be on the 17th of March at Van Winkle West, quarter to five. And you can buy tickets now for only a fiver. Come see us. Come yeah. love us. And if you want to follow me, it's Alan J. Comedy, wherever. Uh, and you can always follow me at uh, Dean T. Byrne. That's B-E-I-R-N-E. And how is it pronounced, boys? Biryani. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow the pod at BS Fierce Pod on Twitter, at uh, Blood, Sweat and Fierce uh, everywhere. And uh, we also... We might have a little something extra at the Glasgow Comedy Festival regarding this podcast. Details to be announced. Watch this space. Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks so much for watching again, guys. See you next what time. Cheese. Bye.